$1,888,681.48. I would move to approve the accounts payable as presented by the county manager. I will second that. We have a motion and a second. Is there any discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Uh, consent agenda. Oh, Mr. Chairman, I move to approve the consent items A and B. Second. We have a motion and a second. Is there any discussion? Hearing not, all those in favor say aye. 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 Okay. Uh, I see we have folks on attending, but I don't believe any of them are here for public comment. I believe they're all here for our HHS item. Um, uh, having said that, we are running a little bit ahead of schedule. Maybe we should um, uh, kill time here for about five minutes, just in case somebody did want to show up and make public comment. And I'm also probably going to uh, uh, entertain uh, public comment on our uh, HHS uh, construction contract just in case there's anybody out there that would like to comment on it. It's a pretty big item. And uh, I think it would be okay if folks wanted to talk about that. And then uh, for uh, us commissioners, uh, we do need to determine who is going to be next year's chairperson. Um, I have served for the last two years, time to pass the torch. So, I think uh, Commissioners Redmond and Melton, you uh, should maybe have a little chat and decide uh, which one of you should be chairperson next year. Arm wrestle. And you don't need to. <laughs> um, you know, Loser is the chair. Just joking. <laughs> Go ahead, Tim. Oh, I was, I was just going to say that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm amenable. Um, you know, I've had a little time to kind of watch how things have worked here. Um, and I know that I need to pull my own weight. So um, if you guys are ready to deal with me, I would step into the role um, and uh, and would also be very happy to support Commissioner Mill. So um, I'm just easy. Well, I don't think we need to decide that right now, but I, I do think over the next week, uh, you guys ought to think that through and and, and uh, let me know what, what direction you want to go and we'll uh, get it on the agenda with the rest of our appointments. Kendra, when, when are we adopting that appointment list? Um, so the appointment list will come towards more towards December. Um, but okay. the clerk's office um, and Helena from Munis have to order the fobs and those signature fobs can take quite a while. Um, so if you guys could get this nailed down within the next week or so, that would be fantastic for them for their ordering schedule. Can Great. I just ask about, I don't understand that. Like, why don't they just have all three of our signatures 
Why does it have to? I'm confused. Well, they have. They should still have baths from before. Yeah, I think it more has something to do with if you're going to be chair, they have to order a new fob and they wouldn't have had that done for Tim yet. Um, so I think if it's if Beth is chair, it's not as big of a deal. But if Tim is chair with their ordering and things that would take a little longer, they have certain signatures on file, but they have other things that they have to order. I don't know about the fobs. We could ask Helena for more details on that if you wanted. I mean, I don't really care. It just seems a little ridiculous that we have to choose a chair in order to accommodate some administrative whatever. I don't understand why they can't just have all three of our signatures available for them. Yeah, I would agree with that. I can follow up with her and find out why it's such a... <laughs> this happened right last now. year too, yeah. but not before that. It had never happened before that. So I don't oh. really know what the deal is. I thought this was the way we just always do things. So, well, you know, <laughs> it is. Well, yeah. I think we also had a really regular success, like it just rotated on a regular schedule and we threw some wrenches into that too. It's fine, yeah. whatever. And actually, we don't adopt that until the first meeting of January because as For soon the as appointments, right? Because when it's adopted is when the chairmanship changes. Right. Okay. Right. Okay, well, I'm glad I got that discussion out of the way. Thank you all very much. It is uh, now 9.40, uh, and uh, this would be the time for public comment. Having said that, once again, I don't think there's anybody from the public here. I think everybody that's attending today is attending uh, because of uh, items that we have on the agenda. So I'm gonna close public comment at this time. And we will move on to our next agenda item, which is just a small item. Uh, we have a, a construction contract we're thinking about awarding. Uh, Julie, are you presenting this item? Yes, I am, sir. Well, why don't you go ahead and present? All right. So um, we are here to request the Board of County Commissioners approve the second amendment to the Health and Human Services new building construction. Uh, building contract uh, with Calcon Constructors Incorporated. The chair signed the amendment and authorized the county manager to electronically sign the purchase order to Calcon Constructors Inc. for the guaranteed maximum price, otherwise known as the GMP, not to exceed 11 million two hundred thirty five thousand three hundred and eighty one dollars um, so the current budgeted amount is fourteen million one hundred thousand and we will not need a supplemental budget for this project um, so uh, Rock county purchasing is working in conjunction with wember incorporated the county county's owner rep for the new health and human services building and we sent out rfqu 719 for gmgc services in june of 2021 calcon constructors were um, selected for this project and a contract was issued for pre-construction services at twenty thousand dollars based on the design drawings provided to calcon by mountain architecture design group 
the contract was amended on August 23rd with the First Amendment for continued services to include the demolition and the site preparation at $185,076. That work has been completed and billed and paid. Um, so we have received CalCon's GMP amount based on going from the design drawings to the construction documents. Several proposals received by CalCon from their subcontractors and current marketing pricing, market pricing of materials. CalCon will continue to work with the County, Wember Inc. and Mountain Architect Design Group to bring this project to completion in the spring of 2023. Does anyone have any questions? Um, Julie, perhaps before we proceed to questions from the commissioners, uh, perhaps uh, um, Quentin Rockwell of uh, Wember, um, perhaps we could call upon him to make a few comments about the process and how we got to this point. Quentin? You're muted, Quentin. Yep, you're still muted. And I don't, well, try again. Or turn up your volume. Well, while Quentin is attempting to resolve his uh, technical issues, maybe I'll make a stab at talking a, a bit about the process that brought us to this point and, uh, and then invite questions or comments from commissioners and also the folks that are attending from uh, uh, Mountain Architecture and from CalCon. So we started this process several years ago when the uh, commissioners determined that our existing human services building was inadequate and uh, was not worthy of investing any more money in to uh, bring it up to, uh, to repair it, the roof, the exterior walls, and that the time had come to build a new facility. We went through a, a pretty arduous process of, uh, of interviewing um, uh, design teams, uh, and we selected Mountain Architecture to be our architect, and also we went through a good process to uh, determine who our owner's rep would be, interviewing a number of applicants, as well as uh, general contractors. Uh, I can say from my perspective, I'm very happy with the team that we've assembled uh, to build this building. And uh, I've been very happy to observe how well the team members work with each other. Uh, I think at the beginning, I think all of us are always a little bit nervous about embarking on a CMGC process because we're making a commitment to folks to uh, build a building without knowing exactly how much money that's going to cost. The advantage though is, is that once we built the team, uh, the general contractor was able to work very closely with the architect and the owner's representative to identify the most economical uh, ways to move this project forward and still have a very high quality project. And I know that it was a significant challenge for the team to uh, uh, 
make sure that we were able to hold the total cost of this building to no more than $14.1 million. I know that that was a challenge uh, given the current marketplace for construction, construction materials and construction labor. And I would just like to commend everybody involved for bringing forward this uh, amendment, this guaranteed maximum price within that $14.1 million. Quentin, are you able to speak yet? You can hear me, I can talk. Can you hear me now? Yep, <laughs> we, can, we can hear you. Okay. Go ahead, Quentin, take it away. Yeah, Tim, well, I think you covered a lot of it. You know, I, I think the challenge of, of uh, the market today is really um, what we're facing, but the team has done a great job of working together to come up with a solution to meet the budget that we have and still uh, overcome the challenges in the market that, that we are seeing. And, and those challenges are in the news every day with supply chain, material availability, uh, resource and labor availability. Um, the, the job is not certainly not done. Uh, this is a milestone and a very important milestone that we've met and we're excited to meet it. <clears throat> but we have a great team who's really committed to working together as we move forward. Uh, to continue to come up with solutions that meet budget and, and schedule and also deliver the quality that's uh, expected for this building. Uh, it's gonna be an incredible amenity for the, for the community for years to come. So I, I think Tim, you've really covered it well. Um, you know, our team has uh, really dug in and, and looked at all the details of, of what this building entails and, and what needs to be done to put it together more work is ahead of us, but we are prepared for the challenges and we will get this work done, as Julie said, for an opening in 2023. Um, a, a couple of things real quick. Um, Julie, it's my understanding that there have been just a couple of minor changes to the contract that are slightly different than what is posted on our uh, agenda. Correct. Um, there was a paragraph added at the very end of the contract that um, deals with the um, liquidated damages um, that we needed to add to the contract in case the schedule slips. We go beyond the agreed to date. Um, and so that was agreed to with the contractor. Everyone um, worked on that yesterday. So I'm sorry for the delay, but it was pretty much wrapped up around eight o'clock last night. So we are, you know, just to protect the county and also the contractor, there's a cap on the amount of um, LDs, but um, we feel certain after working um, so closely with CalCon on the Clef building that, you know, this will not be an issue, but it is something that we needed to address. So we've added it to the amendment. And then uh, one more thing before I open it up for questions or comments. <clears throat> Quentin, would you uh, uh, talk to the commissioners and help them understand uh, the dollar amounts that are included for uh, owner's contingency and general contractor contingency and how uh, if we feel it's necessary to access some of those contingency dollars, what that process would look like. Absolutely, I uh, appreciate that, Tim. So in the current GMP or Guaranteed Maximum Price Amendment 2, 
that Julie had referred to, which is the $11 million number. Um, so that is the contract we're signing up for uh, Calcon for today. Um, there is a 3% contingency amount inside that number. Uh, that is a 330,000 roughly dollar number. Um, and by way of the contracts, um, Calcon has that at their disposal, but only upon request and approval of the county. And those are for unforeseen conditions uh, that may arise during the construction of the project. Um, outside of this GMP amendment amount, um, and so that speaks to the larger overall project budget of 14.1 million. Outside of that uh, GMP amount of $331,000 for their 3% contingency, the county is still holding um, another, a little over 8% um, contingency uh, on, on our side, um, or so, I'm sorry, a little under 8%. So it's, it's almost an 11% total contingency when you add those two together uh, that we have currently held on the project in combination between owner contingency and contractor contingency. Um, typically, we, we like to see, and I think in this market today, um, you know, maybe holding around a 10% contingency, 8 to 10% contingency at the start of construction is advisable. So we are within and a little, in fact, above that range, uh, therefore feel comfortable proceeding into construction with the amount of contingencies that are being held aside, both on the owner side and with the contractor. So that's currently where we were at. Uh, we continue to monitor that uh, really regularly and we will do so as we proceed into construction. That contingency is looked at regularly with the entire team to understand where we are on risk it's really a matter of risk measurement and management. As we get out of the ground uh, and out of the um, in-ground conditions, as we raise steel and get to complete the steel of the building, uh, as we put um, the exterior enclosures on the building, we'll continue to monitor and measure those uh, risk levels. And as risks go down, we'll continue to assess where we are on contingency and what we can release into or back to the project. So that's a process that has been ongoing and will continue from here forward. But right now, again, we're, we're between 10 and 11% contingency total as we start construction uh, today. And then uh, just, I guess, one more uh, item is uh, attached to this contract is a project schedule uh, that shows uh, mobilization starting tomorrow, uh, November 3rd. So this schedule that is attached is at least at the beginning, we're on schedule as of tomorrow, correct? Uh, we. Uh, Jim Culler was able to join us. He's been promoted. So, Jim, you might want to speak to the schedule. Yeah, can you hear me? Um, yeah. We've had our dirt and our concrete pre-construction meeting, and we're we're ready to mobilize as, uh, as soon as we have permit. 
and the contract signing will issue contracts and start into submittals and uh, procuring steel and you know chasing down the long lead items. But as far as physically getting on site, uh, we need to get through permit. And uh, are, are Jim, are we on track for uh, securing a building permit? Um, Quentin, I'll let you talk to that. Yep. I, I know Chancey's raising her hand. Chancey, do you want to take the first step? You're, you're our lead on obtaining permit right now, correct? Yeah, I am. Um, I did just speak with the last consultant of ours who needed to provide some additional information to the county building department. And um, they have provided most of that information as of the last 15 minutes. So we just have some formatting to do. We'll get that back to the Route County Regional Building Department this afternoon. Um, I have been in touch with Todd Carr and he is ready to jump on that. The, um, the information that they were looking for was really pretty minimal. And I think they can turn that building department or that building permit around um, hopefully within a day is what Todd and I talked about yesterday. So if we can get this in their lap this afternoon, hopefully by the end of the day tomorrow, we should have a building permit in hand. Great, thank you, Chancy. Okay, commissioners, questions, comments? I have a couple of questions. Um, I didn't see the schedule document you were talking about, so maybe that can be sent out to us. I, it wasn't in the online materials, um, so that's, uh, but that'd be great if we could see that. Um, and then I just have, so the total budget is $14.1 million, correct? Total project budget, construction, and other costs outside of construction, correct? Yeah, so um, forgive my ignorance, but what are, what are the other $3 million in costs that are not accounted for in this question? <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not at all, ignorance. I appreciate you asking, Commissioner. Um, just as a summary, um, the other costs are things to the effect of um, the, the fees for other consultants, uh, so Mountain Architect Design Group, Wember Incorporated, um, other consultants that are on the project to help deliver it. Um, they also would include uh, costs for the uh, abatement of the old um, Selby House, uh, building as well as the old DHS building. Um, they would include removal of that uh, cabin, the Selby House building off of, off of the site. Um, permits uh, are in the additional costs. Uh, utilities uh, as well as furniture and other equipment that will be bought to uh, furnish and outfit the new facility. Uh, and then various other items like technology and, and some things like that for fiber connections, uh, connections across the street to the annex uh, for the IT, um, things like that. And then also the contingencies as well. So outside of construction, there's a whole host of items that are funded by or, or to be funded by that additional roughly $3 million. Great, thanks. That's, that's it. Sorry, Tim, go ahead. Yeah, Beth, um, I would be happy uh, when you're in the office sometime. Uh, Wember has a really uh, very well put together uh, uh, software package called Owner Insight. 
that uh, we can get you access to where you can review very much to whatever level of detail you wish to, to examine the overall $14.1 million budget and how it's allocated across all the different cost areas. I think I have access to that. I just maybe need to go back and look at it, but thanks for that reminder. Yeah, uh, and, and I, I would commend uh, Wember. I'm, uh, I've been very pleased with that interface and uh, our ability as the owners of this project in a real-time basis to be able to examine uh, exactly where we are at budget-wise uh, regarding all those different items. You know, it's fair to say, even though we have a guaranteed maximum price, there is still some elements of risk to the budget. The, the, this, uh, this construction contract does include some unfinalized dollar amounts that are referred to as allowances that will need to be resolved as we move forward. I'm personally pretty confident that those allowances are items that we will be able to execute uh, within the allowed dollar amount. Uh, it's possible that some of those, some limited number of those items may actually cost a little bit more than what Jim has put in as allowances, but I believe that we have adequate flexibility within our contingency dollar amounts to address any of those without uh, any huge risk. Would you agree with that, Quentin? I would 100% agree with that approach, yes, Tim. I, I think you're right. There will be some additions beyond what the current projections are in the GMP, and there may also be some items that come in less than what our allowances. We'll monitor those regularly and see, uh, you know, assess we, where we are at against contract and, and keep all of you advised as we proceed. Any other um, questions? Well, I don't know if it's a, so much a question as a comment. And uh, I want to thank both Quentin and Commissioner Corrigan because you answered my questions. Um, because I did have some concerns on certain materials, such as the fuel, you know, they, they can be somewhat volatile. Um, I guess my only other question would be, do you think labor is going to be consistent through this? Or do we worry about labor increases as this project goes forward? I might let Jim for that, that specific response. He, he's got his finger on that pulse part a little more than any of us. Yeah, the escalation cost in the industry has really been material and same with all the subcontractors and the bids, but we know labor is a factor also, but uh, our, our main focus is going to be to write subcontracts as quickly as we can. We've asked all the bidders to only carry escalation through, say, the middle of November and that we would get them under contract and they can procure their raw materials as much as practical to limit escalation risk um, in our contract. So uh, labor would be, I guess, a little bit unknown, but if I've written subcontracts, I don't think I'm gonna address labor increases with the subs. It seems like we should be fine for the next season. Thank you for that. All right. 
Great. Uh, and I guess maybe just one last thing uh, before I entertain a motion to uh, approve this amendment to the contract is I forgot to thank uh, Julie Kennedy. I mean, Julie has been with us through this process from the very beginning, helping to herd all of the cats and make sure that uh, we're protecting the county's interests. So thank you, Julie, for the work you've done on this. Well, thank you, Commissioner. Having said thank that, you. having said that, uh, I think I'm ready for one of you two to make a motion. Uh, I, I'll move to approve the second amendment to the HHS new building construction contract with CalCon Constructors Inc. and authorize the chairman's signature on the amendment and the county manager's electronic signature on the purchase order to CalCon Constructors Inc. for a guaranteed maximum price not to exceed eleven million two hundred thirty-five thousand three hundred eighty-one dollars. Second. We have a motion and a second. Is there any discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Jim, get to work. <laughs> I, I will ink this. I will ink this. We're already working. <laughs> I, will, I will ink this contract as soon as Julie puts it in front of me. Thank, Thank you very you. much, commissioners. Thank you, commissioners. Very exciting. Thanks, team, for getting on today. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Okay. All right. Uh, we are ahead of schedule. Eric, are you uh, ready to talk about uh, P-card policy? Yes. Please do so. All right. So uh, we, have an, we have an existing P-card policy, and this is an amendment there, too. I will share screen. Maybe. Not seeing it there, so let me try something different. Okay. There. Nope. <laughs> Sorry, don't look at that. We got it. No, don't don't look at that one. Oh. <laughs> now I can't remove it. You know, we may have to uh, address your computer competency and your performance evaluation, Eric. Um, can I do the same with yours? No, you may not. Um, now I don't even have a share screen button. I apologize for this. I'm not having any luck. Kendra, can you uh, come to the rescue here? Kendra temporarily stepped out of the room. There we go. That's better. It looks like Eric signed off and he's coming back. 
Someone is at my front door. I have to go see who it is. Hold on. <laughs> We're out of uh, remote Zoom uh, meeting practice. We seem to be struggling today. Um, Commissioner Corrigan, I just wanted to let you know that the contract is sitting with Jen. For your... All right. Can you, <laughs> can you hear me now? I can hear you, yes. I'm not going to try to share... The commissioner said to step away for a minute, both Commissioner Melton and Commissioner Corrigan. They'll be right back. Okay, maybe I can solve this share screen issue. Contract is inked, Julie. Thank you, I'll be over in a minute. I just need one more minute. The guys installing our windows showed up like three hours early. So <laughs> I have to call my husband. So I'm hoping you can see my shared screen now. Yes, we can. And this is the P card policy or purchasing card policy. So note for my um, performance evaluation, my perseverance. to overcome uh, somebody else's problems. Ah, very good, Eric. And my unwavering ability to blame others for my errors. <laughs> um, so again, this is just an amendment. The first approved was last year. Uh, there was a concern about making sure we have documented this section here that requires cardholders to uh, request and receive sales tax exemption. Recall that this was uh, an issue during Tom Sullivan's uh, management years. Uh, periodically, reminders and um, memoranda had to go out from his office reminding uh, folks that we are sales tax or the county is sales tax exempt, but it requires some level of work uh, in order to get that sales tax exemption. While they are not uh, often a lot of money, they certainly add up over time. Um, I myself have experienced issues at hotels and, and uh, various other locations. You just have to push back and be prepared. Uh, State of Colorado has some approved forms that should be acceptable at most locations, including hotels. But I still hear um, anecdotally that there are issues um, in, in rejection. Some of them, some of that happened recently out of state. I'm not sure that ever got resolved. Anyway, this is the new addition and the cause for the amendment, this section right here. Uh, any questions? I, I'd just like to um, add that um, my plan with this amendment is to resend the policy out to all cardholders along with the Colorado accepted form that can be presented and also the necessary tax ID form you would need to fill out at a cash register if you needed it so that everyone has the proper tools to do this. And we can, when we post the PCAR policy on the intranet, we can include those forms as attachments to it. I'll send them to you as well, Eric. 
questions, comments for Eric? I'm not seeing any. Uh, I think I'm ready for a motion. We need a resolution number. Kendra? Commissioner Redmond yes. is going to do that as soon as he unmutes. Um, here we go. Mr. Chairman, I move for the Board of County Commissioners to sign a resolution adopting an administration policy for Route County concerning purchasing cards and rescinding a prior version of the policy that was resolution 2021 and the new resolution number will be 2021-084. And as a correction, the previous policy number was 2020-09. Second. We have a motion and a second. Is there any discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, commissioners. Thanks, Julie. Uh, do you guys just want to take a quick recess until 1020? We can. I'm not, do you have anything you need to catch us up on from yesterday would be the only other thing. Yeah, I could uh, uh, give maybe a, a general characterization of the uh, results of the survey that Robin put out for uh, the use of our ARPA funds. Um, I don't think that there was anything terribly surprising in there. Uh, I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of support uh, for uh, spending the money in a lot of different ways. I think for myself personally, the takeaway, I was a little surprised and frankly pleased to see that uh, water and sewer infrastructure scored as highly as it did. And I did make the comment yesterday during the meeting, I think that the survey respondents were actually sophisticated enough to understand that supporting water and sewer infrastructure is in essence supporting affordable housing. So uh, uh, I think the information was useful. You guys can look at the presentation that was attached to the agenda yesterday. Um, but uh, I don't feel that the uh, results of the survey absolutely pointed in any specific direction and how we determined to use these funds. And I also feel that it didn't preclude uh, any of the, the approved uses of uh, ARPA funds. So I really appreciate Robin's work in getting the survey out. I, didn't, I think the information is useful to us in uh, guiding how we move forward. Um, Trying to recall if there's what else we did yesterday. Um, look at my notes. Oh yeah, we had some really uh, a couple of really interesting presentations. One from the Colorado Water Conservation Board, and then another one from uh, Nicole Seltzer talking about the integrated uh, water management plan that the uh, roundtable is uh, developing. Uh, I don't think that there was anything presented to us that required 
uh, our assent or dissent from it was informational. But you, if if you want to kind of take a little bit of a deep dive into in-stream flows uh, or uh, operations of the Colorado Water Conservation Board, uh, you could look at the recording. Um, I would just, uh, I don't know if Jen or Kendra or both are on, but I think uh, those presentations, I would probably take the time to review the um, video of those. So when they're ready, maybe you guys could flag that for us. I was sorry to miss both of those presentations. Yeah, I think it was, uh, it, it really was helpful. Uh, I mean, even I probably have more water knowledge than, than either of you two, just due to the fact not only my time here as a commissioner, but the fact that I'm an active water user and, and currently applying for some water rights, additional water rights of my own. And, uh, but even for me, I think it was really helpful information to understand, you know, kind of the hierarchy of how all these different organizations work together. And, and you know, I think uh, I had a conversation with uh, Jackie Brown, uh, who's the chair of the Colorado Water Conservation Board after the meeting. And, you know, she made some good points to me, which is, yeah, I mean, on the one hand, the county doesn't, we don't, well, I guess we may end up owning a very small water right for the Phippsburg uh, water treatment plant. Uh, but beyond that, we don't own any water rights and, and the disposition of water within the county doesn't have any direct impact on our operations. But I think we do have a responsibility to monitor what's going on in the water world so that uh, we can explain to our constituents and then weigh in where necessary to protect the interests of our ag producers, of our municipal water users, uh, and to be uh, actively at the table when decisions are being made about how water is going to be used in the state. Uh, so I, I found it quite useful. I think that's pretty much what we did yesterday. So, and, and I think we've maybe killed enough time. We don't need to recess. I think we could, unless you have guys have some questions, we could move on to our 1020 item with Kathy. Sounds good. Kathy? Well, we would need Kathy on, and she's not on yet, so we'll probably have to wait till 1020. Oh, actually, here she is. Good morning, Kathy. Um, hi, sorry, I went upstairs. You're, you're not late. We're early. I, well, and I, I, you guys have been early lately, so I was trying to, I was trying to be timely. Um, good morning. Uh, happy voting day, election day. Um, I am here for your consideration to approve to hire the fair maintenance worker at step four of the pay scale. Um, Joe Stepan would like to hire uh, David Good at step four. Mr. Good meets all the education and work experience required to be hired at step four. He has 13 years of relevant experience, 11 more than required, and has multiple relevant certifications. 
Um, I recommend approval of this and the county manager has reviewed this request and approved placing this request on the agenda for your consideration and approval. Questions, comments, commissioners? Not all at once, please. Uh, no questions works for me. <laughs> this position, this position is budgeted, um, and the annual base compensation at step four is $52,579. Is this full-time, Kathy, or part-time? I can't remember. This is full-time. Um, we changed some of the titles. So this is actually a maintenance, what was a maintenance tech position. Okay. So it sounds, you know, but, but when we did the read classes or the, the comp, the job description thing, we got it updated to a maintenance worker. So, it, and we did have a maintenance worker position at one point that was temporary. So good question. Are we going to be utilizing his pyrotechnics guild certificate? That was a joke. That's, that's Joe's question, but <laughs> you, know, you never I, know. The fair could start having fireworks. I hope so is the answer to that question. Great. Well, don't tell Eric. <laughs> I think I heard a motion unless you guys want to beat this up a bit more. We love beating things up, Tim. That's what we're good at. Yeah. Are you good, Tim? Redmond, TR? Okay. Uh, Mr. Chairman, I move to approve the recommendation to hire the fair maintenance worker at step four of the pay scale. I will second that. We have a motion at a second. Is there any discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 All Thank right. you. Thanks, Kathy. You guys have a good day. You as well. We're, we're, still, we're still running ahead of schedule. Do you guys want to keep plowing on forward? Or I, I kind of feel like we're eventually we're going to need to take a recess uh, before we get to the final item on our agenda for the day. It's up to me, huh? That's what we, that's my call. Let's just go ahead and uh, let's take a quick recess until um, 10.30. Thank you. Okay, let's uh, let's get back to work here. Uh, our next item is, I think Joe is here to talk to us about some uh, statuary lighting. Joe? Good morning, Good morning commissioners. 
Uh, I'm here today to present the first amendment to the agreement concerning installation and maintenance of statuary. The original agreement between the county and the chamber uh, permitting the installation of the uh, statuary at the corner of the courthouse lawn. Um, the request has come through and I can get into the details of this episode if you like, uh, but they have officially requested, the chamber has officially requested uh, that they add lighting uh, to the statue. And this amendment would grant them permission to do that. It does not extend any expectation that the county will assume or cover any of the maintenance uh, for that uh, statue or for the lighting. Um, Joe, do you wanna maybe just talk a, a, a bit about the history of this, <laughs> uh, of this issue? And yeah. then also talk about, just, uh, I just wanna make sure that we all understand that you uh, and facilities, uh, this, this does not somehow represent a, an additional burden to our staff. Sure. Um, the original agreement uh, between the county and the chamber to install the statuary was uh, from 2007. Uh, it was uh, in 2017 that the chamber represented by Kara Stoller and Jim Cook appeared uh, before the BCC to uh, request um, modifications to the, or actually to uh, discuss ways to make the statuary more visible, especially during the winter season. Um, it was noted during that discussion that uh, any modifications to that original agreement would need to be brought before the board um, in an official manner. And uh, I, I don't believe that was ever done. At least there was no further documentation to show that the chamber ever returned with any um, uh, re proposal to amend that original 2007 agreement. Um, it wasn't until January of 2021, this past year, uh, that Jim Cook sent a letter to the chamber requesting that the snow be removed from the statue. And uh, he references the lighting for the statue in that letter. It was unknown at the time that there was any lighting installed uh, on that statuary. Uh, in April, uh, Ray Dubois and Steve Faulkner met with Jim Cook to discuss the topic of snow removal at the statue. It was discovered at that time that lighting had indeed been installed. Um, to my understanding, it was a pretty rudimentary installation. Some can lights were, were dug in and there was a power supply cord uh, kind of scratched into the, the surface of the lawn that ran over to the, to the tree where the power supply is. Um, that uh, was met with some frustration on behalf of the chamber and that, that was not permitted and it was not understood when that took place. Um, there wasn't much further communication uh, on that. The lighting fixtures that were installed were removed. And then it was in uh, August that Kara, on behalf of the chamber, uh, officially requested this uh, amendment uh, to add the lighting to the statuary. Um, in looking at this, we have discussed with them the understanding that we have no interest uh, to assume any further maintenance on the statue. It's clear in the original agreement that all maintenance responsibilities lie with the chamber. That has not changed. Uh, really, this amendment only grants permission for them to install this lighting. 
the only burden the county would see will be the additional cost uh, to the electric bill, which will be minimal. No, at one point, Kara and Mr. Cook had both requested that we snow blow around the statue. That is no longer going to be required of us or they're not asking of that anymore? That topic has not come up with this particular amendment and uh, there has been no change to the, to the verbiage in the original agreement indicating that we will not take care of any maintenance. So no snow removal, no. I can um, clarify in addition, um, Ray um, and maybe Steve did look at it and they determined that they actually would need different equipment than what they already have in order to do what was being requested. Um, and so Ray indicated that he would not be able to support the county doing that, but that he would be supportive of the lights. And I think that was before Joe was here, so. It, it was, and, and basically what we're considering is if it's snow removal with any type of machine, snowblower, or our snowblower on the Toro, that's going to be, that's just going to be too heavy equipment for that area. Um, and it would probably damage quite a bit of the lawn, if not the statue itself. Um, so my assumption is that any snow removal taking place there is going to be hand done. And I'd be surprised if the chamber does any of that, but um, that question has not risen. My Thank recollection you. is that Jim indicated that he would get, quote, get some volunteers out there with brooms. So. There we go. Yeah. Well, to be honest with you, I very pleased with the way this turned out. Um, you know, I guess there's a little bit of me that's saying, why are we picking up the electricity? But I can be a good neighbor too. Joe, uh, my only question is I'm a little concerned when I heard you talk about the electric supply is something that's just scratched into the ground. Um, so it, it was that when they discovered it in, in this past year, it was just barely scratched in. One of the stipulations that we put into this agreement is that any installation for this lighting, should they get the approval, will need to be professionally done and we'll need to have all applicable building permits uh, through the building department. Uh, so that should no, not be a concern moving forward. Great, thank you for that. I, you know, I don't have any particular concerns about this. I mean, it's, I think we've always been very protective about the courthouse lawn and what kind of activities and installations we may or may not uh, allow. Uh, I always worry about setting a precedent, but um, it's hard for me to come up with a strong argument opposing this, but I'd be curious what my fellow commissioners think. I'm supportive all along my, I just wanted them to have something in writing and go through the process, of course. Um, and I feel confident that our staff has appropriately vetted this. I don't, you know, I think um, the idea of lighting this uh, statuary makes sense to me. Um, and I don't think we're creating any slippery slope for a bunch more stuff to be put on the courthouse lawn. 
I still wonder what moment of weakness occurred with the commissioners to allow that to be there in the first place, but it's, it's there. So um, I don't have any concern about it, it being lit. You know, I don't have any concern with this. I, I do believe that low voltage lighting quite likely will not melt itself out. And if the chamber does not keep up with this, I have a feeling by the middle of January, this is all going to be moot. But um, I don't mind supporting this. I, I think it looks nice. And the fact that the lighting will be installed per code will allow me to sleep at night. <laughs> Great. And let's uh, let's get a motion on the table. Mr. Chairman, I move the Board of County Commissioners to approve the First Amendment to the agreement concerning installation and maintenance of statuary and the chair to sign the agreement. The amendment, excuse me. Second. We have a motion and a second. Is there any discussion? Uh, hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Joe, thank you very much for shepherding this extremely important project to this conclusion. Thank you, commissioners. All right. Julie, I think you're up. Let's buy some culverts. Good morning, commissioners again. Um, I am here to request the county, the board of county commissioners approve the award and authorize the county manager to electronically sign the purchase order for IFB 734 culverts 2021 to Northwest Ranch Supply in the amount not to exceed $28,805 for the Route County Public Works Department. Uh, Kendra, by any chance is uh, Tony Brown in the waiting room? No, he is not. Okay, well, let's just move along. This is a pretty standard uh, purchase that we could do every year. Um, so we sent out the IFB 734 to eight suppliers and three submitted valid pricing. And the lowest bid um, as seen below, um, you know, he came in very, very reasonable. Um, the, the bids were kind of all over the place this year. So we feel confident that we've got the right supplier on board and he can deliver in time. So, we should be all set. Any questions? Uh, not I mean, I'm, I'm uh, gratified that the uh, these steel culverts are coming in uh, within our budget, especially as much as we've heard about the increased costs in steel. Exactly. And and uh, delivery timelines. Uh, so I guess we should be grateful that those prices have not uh, increased dramatically. Exactly. Uh, yeah, we had a, a nice $6,000 savings and, and all the material that we wanted. So um, that's, we feel very fortunate as, as you do. That's, um, that's a good sign, I'm hoping. 
that maybe some of these materials are starting to come back within a reasonable amount and uh, reasonable delivery times. Don't get too excited. <laughs> I said, don't get too excited. <laughs> well, you know, you've got to have optimism somewhere some days. Right. right. Hey, this is Tony. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Hi, yes. Tony. Yeah, I, I was here. I wasn't able to get on uh, before. Did you have a question for me, Julie? Or no, I just wondered if you were there waiting in the waiting room. So yeah, the only thing, the only thing I, I was looking at this bid tab sheet, and it says twenty eight thousand eighty five dollars, not twenty eight thousand eight hundred and five dollars. I'll double check that. Thank you, Tony. Sure, I wasn't. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, yeah, I think I transposed the eight and the zero. Yes. It almost seems like Grand Junction Pipes bid is twice of the Northwest Ranch supply. Uh, we, you know, we went through that in quite a bit of detail, and um, his math is right for what he's what he was quoting. Um, it's just considerably higher. And we're, it's all probably the same. It's got to be the same specs, right? Exactly the same specs, which is why we were able to use the IFB format. And you do take the low bid on that. Um, when you know exactly what you need and you don't need them to do any design work for you or anything, this is the way to go on these kind of purchases. Yeah, all I can say is that price, that price seems amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, and the, the next one was only 33,000, you know, another 5,000, but that's still, you know, Northwest Ranch um, went after this pretty aggressively, if you ask me. Well, and, and who knows, they may have had quite a bit of this in stock, which would have uh, helped control their costs. So let's just assume they did it right. Let's give them a contract and expect delivery. Absolutely. Who's up? motion that would be mean um so i don't know if the 28085 or the 28850 is the correct number do you want me to just use the higher one just to be safe or do you know for sure no I, tony's correct it's 28085 okay great thank you thank you for yeah. asking that. Yeah, no problem. Mountain. <laughs> you can call me Beth. That's all right, Julie. Um, Mr. Chairman, I move to approve the award and authorize the county manager to electronically sign the purchase order for IFB 734 Culverts 2021 to Northwest Ranch Supply in the amount not to exceed 28085 um, for the Route County Public Works Department. I will second that. We have a motion and a second. Is there any discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 All right. Let's Thank go you very much. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, Tony. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, move on to our final item of the day, uh, talking about the our uh, casualty and property pool. Jay? Uh, good morning, um, though I saw all of you way earlier this morning too. Um, 
But uh, this is a something that Commissioner Corgan's been working with um, with uh, CSTI on relooking at our costs of our property and casualty insurance. Um, and essentially, if we move from our $5,000 deductible to a $75,000 deductible, we have the potential for some significant savings, um, potentially up to 400,000, maybe a little more than that. Uh, Commissioner Corgan can go into some details. The policy itself, the language is identical to our current policy. Um, and so really it's the risk of how many claims we could see in a year at that $75,000 limit. Um, our claim history over a 15 year period is pretty low. Um, and last year was one of our higher claim years and it would still be within the delta of what we'd be paying now for insurance um, versus what we did last year. Um, so the, the savings would match up essentially um, for last year. And then long-term, the goal would be to build up the reserve on this. Um, and it's really a minor, well, it's, the agreement calls it as a partially self-funded. Really, it's a, a larger deductible in us covering the, uh, the difference. Um, Eric's reviewed the policy and assured us it's the uh, same as our current um, policy. Uh, Commissioner Corgan, do you have Anything else you'd like to add on this? I know you spent a fair amount of time with uh, Dan um, going back and forth on this, and Dan's got a comfort um, on this too. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, when we saw the quotes for this year, it was a huge increase uh, for us to uh, continue to be fully insured through the uh, cap pool. And uh, when we started looking at other counties and comparing ourselves to other counties, we realized that those counties that had chosen this uh, partially self-funded model were paying significantly lower premiums. And uh, in my conversations with the executive director of CTSI, Chip Taylor, uh, as we talked our way through this, uh, he agreed that we, Route County, were at that threshold compared to smaller counties uh, that we really should consider this higher deductible model. Um, it is not without risk. Uh, in a, we could theoretically have a perfect storm where we had multiple uh, claims that were up to and over $75,000 where we could theoretically uh, spend this difference uh, on, uh, on claims because of this higher deductible amount. But looking at our 15 year history, that situation has not ever once arisen or even come close to, to being true over 15 years. So, from my perspective, when we look at um, risk reward ratio, yes, there is some risk here, but I think the reward, which uh, Jay identified as being up, uh, in excess of $400,000 is uh, well worth the risk. And I think uh, uh, using Dan's suggestion, rather than simply setting aside the $68,000 that CAP would require that we set aside, 
to pay these claims. Uh, Dan, since Dan had already budgeted the full 900, what was it? 800 and some odd thousand dollars that was budgeted to pay the regular premium that we would just set aside that additional $300,000 or so to pay any potential claims. And with any kind of luck, uh, similar to our self-insured health insurance pool, we would uh, eventually build up uh, a balance that would be uh, more than necessary to cover any potential claims. So I feel pretty confident that this is the right thing for us to do. Commissioner, though, aren't we basically saying that if we have a claim and it's 70000 we're just going to pay it out of pocket? That is correct. But if you, but if you, uh, if you look at our claim history uh, since 2005, the, the most, and this is the total of all claims, and I'm not even thinking about deductible, we've been averaging over 15 years, $80,000 a year total in these claims. Uh, we haven't paid that $80,000 because we've had a $5,000 deductible. Our worst year ever was last year where we had $267,000 in claims. Um, uh, that was a motor grader? Yep, that was the biggest part of it. So, and we have this analysis. Tell me if I'm understanding this correctly. So, um, on our communication form, there's kind of an analysis of what we would have paid if we had the $75,000 deductible. And again, we still would have come out ahead, I think, is really what this is saying in terms of our average cost on an annual basis. I'll let Jay respond to that. Yes, I mean, what was in your communication was basically Dan's financial analysis of what we would have spent. Um, and uh, Commissioner Redmond, when we say pay out of pocket, we'd be reimbursing, reimbursing the pool for their payment. Um, we would not be doing any claims adjusting ourselves at all, still go through the pool. Um, so we're not getting into the insurance business on this. It's all administered by CTSI. Well, I want to just thank Commissioner Corrigan for your uh, being proactive on this. I think this uh, potentially represents a significant cost savings for the county. Um, and I think the the level of risk we're taking on here is is tolerable. Um, and I appreciate the um, being proactive to, you know, sort of front load a reserve um, to absorb that risk as well. I this feels um, like a no-brainer to me. Thanks you know, for that. I, I agree with that. And I know I, I dropped Commissioner Morgan an email thanking him for his um, efforts in this. And I think it definitely puts us in a better situation than we are. Um, unfortunately, I, my mind will go to the dark side. And um, so, you know, I just started seeing 10 claims at $75,000 a year. But when you go back and you look at our history and having had a chance to meet um, some of our public work staff and their dedication and their understanding, 
I do feel comfortable doing this. We have good people in the field that will take care of us. Yeah, thanks for that, you guys. And I think this is uh, actually an example of the benefit of us as individual commissioners stepping up and providing service on some of these boards and commissions that, uh, you know, can be really hard work. I mean, I know uh, Commissioner Mountain on the board of uh, human services uh, uh, and, and you, Commissioner Redmond on the DOLA board. Uh, these uh, things are not very sexy and not very exciting, but I think the benefit of it is, at least in my case in this situation, was that it kind of required me to start looking extremely closely uh, as a member of the CAP board on how that operates. And, and uh, that, that's the benefit of us doing the, these kinds of things. So I appreciate the, the compliments. And having said that, I would uh, prepare to accept a motion to adopt this. Oh, and by the way, um, we need to think about this just for a second, Jay. These numbers that are associated uh, with the documents that are in front of us are in fact subject to some change. These are not the final numbers from CAP. So um, I'm thinking that the motion, uh, is, is this for the uh, county manager's signature or my signature? I'd have to go back and look at the document, but we could include the either way in the motion, I believe. It says you, Tim, and I would just suggest that, as Jay said, we're really just approving the increase in deductible from 5,000 to 75,000. And so I think we can authorize signature on the agreement that does that. Okay. That'd be accurate? Yes. Yeah. Works for me. All right, well then I'm gonna move forward. Uh, Mr. Chair, I move that the Board of County Commissioners to approve and authorize for the chair to sign the agreement between Colorado County's casualty and property pool in Route County for the year 2022. And I would amend, request an amendment to the motion noting that the change to that um, insurance policy is an increase in deductible from $5,000 to $75,000 for Route County. So noted. I'll second that amended motion. We have a motion and a second. Is there any discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 I believe our work is done here for the day. Jay, is there anything else we need to talk about today? Nope. We'll just see all of you bright and early uh, tomorrow in Oak Creek. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm not going to be able to make it to the next two shop visits of that's it's not going to work out for my family for me to have a 6:30 a.m. obligation every day this week. Um, <laughs> but I, you can send those guys my love, but I am going to come in, over to the office. I'm having windows installed and it is very loud. So I'll see. I'll see you all in a short while here. Great. See you then, Beth. Thanks. Okay. Great. We are adjourned. <laughs>